Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode, and this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. We wear that shoe proudly. And skate, of course, and also, uh, I would say, continue to follow this journey. Thanks for following this journey with me. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter, Alex G in NYC. Alex G I N N Y C uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, that's my website too, Alex G in NYC.net. I'm very excited to bring you a conversation with a very inspirational and influential person uh, on Long Island and elsewhere, actually, Joe Satriano. I'm excited to bring you that because he has a story that. This holiday season, I think, could uplift people, believe it or not. Uh, it does involve losing a loved one to cancer. But he turned around and adapted to that loss and has improved the lives of children who have parents that are battling cancer, are in remission, or unfortunately have passed on. It's about a year and a, a year and a few months in the making. As I met my next guest at an actual event, it was Steve Vaccaro, buddy of mine, chapters of was Steve Vaccaro. And someone that Steve befriended, that I've now befriended, is Joe Satriano. First of all, Joe, thanks for joining me tonight. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for having me on and allowing me to talk about my passion in my life. Thank you. Well, your passion is your late wife, Susan. And tell us, because that's where the whole starting point is, tell us the story of the Susan Satriano Memorial Scholarship Foundation. And we'll get into this further, but, but give us a elevator picture of the basis for why you started this foundation. Sure. Thank you so much. Well, uh, Sue and I were both high school math teachers. Um, and by the way, do you, you know what the best part about being married to a math teacher was, Alex? What was that? Let me guess the tip of uh, at the restaurant. Uh, very good. Good try. But no, no, we got to multiply. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yes. Yes. We have two boys born on the same day, five years apart. Uh, life, life was beautiful. I mean, uh, it couldn't be more idyllic, but, you know, life tends to throw you a little bit of a curve. Uh, uh, 16 years into our 29-year marriage, unfortunately, Sue contracts breast cancer, and then 13 years after, she does pass away. Um, I was lost. I, I was totally lost for, for the first six months of, of uh, after she passed away, and um, I got this epiphany. Um, I was laying in my bed in fetal position, crying all day, feeling sorry for myself, and I realized... That's not helping anybody. So I started the Susan Satriano Foundation. Now, what it does is basically it helps uh, uh, high school seniors who are going to a college in the fall because it is a scholarship for their higher education. The kicker to be eligible, unfortunately, is that they have to have a parent who's either passed away of cancer, presently battling, or in remission. I could tell you this, Alex. These kids get lost in the sauce. Mm. No one ever thinks of how much they suffer. And they suffer just as much as the caregiver does, the, the patient. And so I give them their moment in the sun. Um, I go and talk to every single child that gets the scholarship. Sometimes when we're across the nation, for example, we, uh, we do Skype interviews or Zoom interviews. And those that I can get to, I drive to. 
And I talk to them for 20 minutes and they open up to me like crazy. It's amazing. It's not because they like me. It's because we've walked the walk, um, experiencing the, the death or watching the demise of a, of a loved one due to cancer. So, yeah, it's been an amazing run. I can't believe it. I've, I've just completed my 15th year. Are you sitting down, Alex? I don't want you to faint. You ready for this? I am ready for this. Okay. Well, I just reached, the, after 15 years, I reached a million dollars in scholarships to well over 1,900 kids across the nation. And it continues to grow in leaps and bounds. It started back in 2006 in Oceanside, Long Island, where I live. Uh, I gave out uh, four scholarships to Oceanside High School kids who met those requirements I, I mentioned before. And um, from there, and by the way, I use Sue's life insurance check. Uh, so from there, it's grown to where I just mentioned, over a million dollars after 15 years and well over 1,900 kids. It's just amazing. I, I had no idea the impact it would have at that point when I started it. Well, let me ask this. Uh, obviously, your boys, you say you had them five years apart, but how were they during your wife's battle and unfortunate passing? Yeah, you know, it, 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 it was tough. It was tough for all of us. Um, Matthew, my older son, uh, he, uh, he had the, the advantage of not only being a little bit older than Justin, uh, five years older, actually, but he was also, you know, he was at Princeton. Uh, he went to Berkeley to get his Ph.D. in mathematics. Surprise, surprise. Um, it, it's in the genes, you know. Um, and um, so the distance helped him, I think, to deal with it a little bit better. Justin, however, was a senior in high school, Oceanside High School, when Sue passed. And he witnessed everything, you know, the, the joys, the tears, the, the laughter. Um, he, he took it harder than, than, than Matthew. Um, and I'll tell you a little story when we get into the fact that I also wrote a book, which yes. I'll, I'll mention later. Yeah. Well, well yeah. and why I brought you on is because I feel like you can help bring some holiday spirit. I mean, we're, we are all needing some, right? I mean, this has been one hell of a year, and I think your story is only inspirational how you read. You know, you you took your wife's legacy and carried it with you through this foundation, and now I think you can love, uplift people during the holidays. And I imagine that's what the foundation does each and every December. Well, yeah, it, it, it does, actually. I, uh, I just completed, actually, uh, talking to the... I'm going to be helping about 100, not about, 160 kids this year across the nation. And because of COVID, I didn't let it stop me this year. We did phone interviews with every single child. Even though, even the schools that I could actually attend and go to, they were shut down. So so we managed to kind of circumvent it, and, and we, did, we did the phone interviews and Skype sometimes and also Zoom. And it was so rewarding. It really was. And, um, and you know, these kids are going to be getting their checks around Christmas time. So, um, you know, so hopefully I'll, I'll bring a little cheer that way to them, um, you know, and, and let them know that they're not alone in this battle. You know, right. that, that, that's so important to, uh, to realize that, you know, there's help out there and there are people that care and, and people who have been through it with them. Um, I, I'd like to believe that the foundation helps in that respect a little bit uh, to let them know that they are not alone. And, and also the fact that there's hope, that there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm the epitome of that. I was lost, I'm telling you, when, when mm -hmm. Sue died in, in 2005. I didn't, I didn't think, uh, you know, there was anything more to live for. But yet here I am thriving and surviving. 
and managing to, to, you know, continue to help kids, which is my passion in life. That's why I went into the teaching profession. So, yeah, so I, I try to uh, help them out a little bit, especially in this crazy year, you know, which, which has just been just unbelievably wild. So, yeah. Well, well, I'll get into the kids in a minute, but as you say that, the teaching profession, your wife, obviously, you said she was a teacher. How was, uh, what was that like watching her passion for her students, for her kids each and every year? That must have been so, her, like it probably lit up her face when she talked about school and, and being in that profession. Absolutely. Uh, the, the district that she was in, she was in Bushwood High School. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of those kids really didn't have much of a home life. I hate to generalize, but, you know, she was a role model for them. She was like a surrogate mother. And they loved her dearly. And plus, I, I, I actually, before I got my job at Roslyn High School, um, you know, I, I came, I went in to go visit her while she, while she was teaching. You could see the passion and the love that was that was dripping out of her. Um, and the kids picked up on that. And you know, I, I could just tell you for a fact. You know, at Christmas time, they would they would shower her with homemade gifts, whether it be a card or whether it be a you know, some trinket that they made of some sort. It was just amazing. And, and, and she, she reciprocated it in kind. I mean, she, she really gave, gave to that school. And, um, you know, but that was, that was Sue. She, she, even on her dying bed, all she cared about was, was her, was Matthew, Justin, and me and how we're going to make it. Whereas you could have, if you wanted to, lament about your situation, uh, what, you know, and, and all of that type of thing. But she was always she was always concerned about everybody else. Um, so I, I was blessed to have her in my life. And, and, and uh, you know, it was just it was just an amazing, amazing 29 years. Yeah. Talking with Joe Satriano, he's the uh, leader of the Susan Satriano Foundation. Susan Satriano Foundation.com, S-A-T-R-I-A-N-O. Uh, and I just love what you're talking about, how she was, you know, the Christmas time was special for her. I, and I think... Your message, as I said, is important um, for people during this time. Now, you said you were in the fetal position, and then you realized you can do something in her memory. Do you think it was Susan herself or even God as well tapping you on the shoulder saying, hey, your journey's not finished yet. You've got to do something and do it in her memory. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, it, 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 and it took me six months to kind of get out of the funk that I was in. Um I truly was, you know, uh, not going anywhere with doing anything, truly. I mean, it was like a morgue in my house. Um, and I don't know what did it. It was almost like a lightning bolt struck my head. And I said, this is ridiculous. I, I, I've got so much life to live. And how can I, how can I do this? Well, I decided for three different reasons um, I started the foundation. Number one, it keeps Sue's memory alive. That's great for me. See, people don't, don't see that. They only see like the... You know, I give out money, I talk to the kids, but there's a lot that comes back in my direction, too. Sure. You know, um, and, and you know, bottom line, too, is that I found a new way to help kids without being in front of a classroom. And and the foundation has just, just been remarkable. I have met over 1,900 uh, very inspiring children who, you know, have battled things that you wish you never had to see in your lifetime. But they're, what, uh, 18, 17 years old, seniors in high school, you know, who have now had to face the worst in in their lives. And the fact that they 
have overcome it and are willing to move forward and, and go to college. By the way, here's another thing. Because I was a math teacher, I can't help it. I do statistics on stuff. About 90% of the kids who happen to be getting the award from me, and, and there's no connection between what I'm telling you now and getting the award, they, they want to go into give-back professions. So, uh, you know, like, for instance, nursing, PT, OT, teaching, psychology, doctor. And, and I'll ask them that question at the, quote, interview, you know, that, the talk that we have. Um, I'll throw the softball question up there and I'll say, well, why do you, why do you want to be a nurse? Why do you want to do this? And inevitably, they'll, they'll come back with the answer that they saw how these professionals help their parents. They want to get to give back. And they want to do the same thing for others. So, boy, if that isn't pay forward, that's amazing. These kids, I'm telling you, if you ever met any of them, you would be so inspired by, by their journey and also how they're dealing with it and, and moving forward. Joe, I got to tell you, uh, part of this brand that I'm working on is about adaptability. And I've got to ask you, um, how have you – how were you able to make the, the adaptation – to live on in Susan's memory, firstly, but then the kids, how have the kids been able to adapt to what their, you know, parent is going through while they're trying to do well in school? Yeah, it, it, it's a marvel to me. I got to be honest, you know, and, and it's not surprising if some of these kids' grades do drop because, you know, that might be the last thing in the world that they're thinking about, you know, having, you know, many of them, for instance, will have to take a job on because their mom or dad who has cancer can't, can't work any longer. Or maybe they have to be caregivers for their, for their young siblings, cook, clean, whatever. You know, it takes away from what they should be doing at that time in their life. But yet they persevere. That's the amazing thing to me, that they know that they have a mission. And they're going to see it through. No matter what happens to mom or dad, they're going to make them proud and, and they're going to move forward. Uh, you talk about adapting to a situation. They do it. They're amazing. They, they really are. You know, I, I could give you stories, like, uh, if, if I can digress for a second. Go for one it. kid that I met, yeah, one kid that I met uh, many, many years ago, he had no hair during this, during this interview that, that we do, right? And he was a little reluctant to talk to me initially because, you know, guys in general are a little tougher to, to, to kind of get stuff out of. Um, but he eventually warms up to me. And he says, Joe, I want to show you something. He took out his per learner's permit, driving learner's permit, and his hair was down to his, his waist. So I knew where this was going, but I asked him, I said, so what happened to your hair? He said, well, in honor of my mom, I shaved it off. Not only did I do it, he said, I got the whole football team to do it, from the coach to the to the water boy to everybody. And what did they do with that hair? They sent it to the American Cancer Society, where they have a program called Look Good, Feel Good. And what they do is they make wigs out of human hair. So by doing what he did, he not only faced it, he, you know, face up. The, the, here's mom with, with this issue. I'm going to do something about it. And, and he went beyond uh, by getting his, his whole football team to go. And by doing that, he, his, those wigs, amazing, can help people, people's attitudes who are going through cancer because it makes them feel normal. You know, I remember when, when Sue would wear like a, like a babushka on her head, you know, like a rag of some sort, people who didn't know her would look at her and feel sick, you know, that she's sick. 
when she wore a wig, people who didn't know her just treated her normally. Mm-hmm. It's such it's such an amazing yeah it's an amazing uh, psychological thing. Uh, hair and just that little action that that boy did that that mm-hmm. that student did just blew me away. You know because he he could have shriveled up and 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 be under his covers forever, but he didn't. Uh, and I I have I have. Nine, 1,900 other stories like that. Joe, I want to I, I ask you your, and by the way, I, I, I want to get back to that whole hair shaving, shaving the hair thing. I've seen videos of that, but let me ask you, when when we see it from the outside, like, oh, look, this is nice, a family is shaving their head for their loved one, their mom, their dad, but we only get to see the video part of those social media trends there's got to be such a deeper thing to that than what we see right oh for sure for sure i mean it to me it's it first of all it, it's like solidarity you know I'm, I'm i i can't be in your shoes mom or dad but i'm gonna do the best i can mm. to support you um i i i, I think i think and also it, it's it's taking accountability for the situation you know it's, it's like i'm gonna do something here i'm not just gonna sit back I'm gonna I'm gonna show you and the, and the rest of my friends and and my teachers and everyone else that I care and I want to make a difference. Not and maybe it's not gonna help mom or dad, but it might help somebody else. Mm. I mean, you know, it, it's stuff like that 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 really I, I sometimes pinch myself when I come home from these quote interviews, these talks that we have, and I say, did I just talk to a forty year old? Did I talk to an eighteen year old? They grow up so quickly because of their situation at home. And my heart goes out to them. I saw what it did to my own two boys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of, all of that motivation started the foundation. And uh, like I said, it's been growing in leaps and bounds. This year alone, because of COVID, um, I guess a lot of students had a lot of time to go online and find out foundations that help kids who have cancer parents. I cannot tell you. I, I, I must have gained about 20 new states wow. from West Virginia. To South South Dakota, that you know, um, Tennessee, uh, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Georgia. I mean, Texas. Um, so many school districts from these new states. And now, now I'm able to help only because they reached out and and they found it. And I never turn anybody down. If if they meet the requirements, they get the scholarship hands down. And the there, is there an edu- is there like a, a grade component to their high school or no? I, I kind of want to ask that. Uh, I'm sorry, say that again. Is there a grade component? Like, do they have to have a certain grade, or is it just, or does does the grade not affect the the eligibility? Yeah, it's funny you ask that because um, my home district, Oceanside, for about the first seven years, I, I've helped them for 15 years. For the first seven years, they would send me transcripts, and I said, "Save your paper. I don't, I don't care about what these kids are." doing in terms of their grades see pain is pain i don't i and and if their grades did suffer it wouldn't surprise me Mm. so no the only requirements truly is that they like i mentioned before they have to be graduating seniors going to an accredited college in the fall because it is a scholarship for their higher education and the kicker unfortunately is they have to have a parent who's either passed away of cancer presently battling or in remission no tests no essays no grades nothing Joe, are they are they looking are they looking out of state because they have no support where they are? Is that what 
you're seeing? Is that you're there to support where they can't be supported in their own hometown type of thing? Yeah, I mean, um, it, I, I've I've seen a lot of kids, but basically because college college tuitions have like skyrocketed. Mm. Like for instance, the kids in New York that I help, um, they will the majority of them will stay in state, you know, the SUNY schools because it's a little cheaper for them. Um, but that, that, that's not true about the you know all of the kids. They 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 are willing to travel. Some some don't want to go too far away from home. Right. You know, because of the situation. So there's a lot of factors that, that some actually take a semester off, you know, just to kind of see what's going on at home, maybe hopefully an improvement of some sort. And then they pick it up again in, in, in the spring, you know, that they'll enter the college in the spring. And all that's fine with me, as long as they are going to further their education. Uh, that's important. Um, and like I said, Many of them, 90% of them, are going into things that are going to help others eventually anyway. So, you know, it, 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 it's just been a marvel. It really has. And, uh, you know, and the thing that bolsters me is meeting these kids. They, they, they are just remarkable kids, you know. I call them kids. They're really young adults. Right. Um, you know, and... They have to and, mature and they, pretty they, quickly, they, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So can I can I mention about the book as well? well? I was going to say, and and one of the other reasons why I have you on tonight is because I, when we met last year, I felt the love you have for your wife. I felt or your your late wife Susan. I felt the the passion you have to carry on her legacy. And yeah, you did it through a book, and the book is called "In Sickness and in Health: A Memoir of Love." Um, I I, I can't imagine how much heart went into pour, you know, how much pouring of the heart went into writing that. But tell us about the book itself. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I should first preface it by telling you and your, your, your loyal listeners that, you know, 100% of the proceeds of the book does go to the foundation. And since the book has been out, the foundation's grown by over $20,000, which amazes me because I know the author personally, and I'm not sure I'd be reading anything he wrote, but, uh, but people don't know him as well as I do, in other words, me. So uh, they, they buy it, and, and it's been amazing, yeah. Um, the book is, again, I don't know how old your, your listeners are, but there was a show once on called MASH, and MASH was, was um, a show where you could laugh and cry in the same scene. Yeah. And that's pretty, much the way, that's pretty much the way this book was written. Because Sue and I had so much fun pre-cancer, during cancer, and that comes out in the book according to, you know, people who come to my book talks and whatnot. Um, but, you know, so to write the, the fun stuff was easy. And by the way, I mean, the last professional thing I wrote was my math thesis, so little did I know that I had this in me to actually put, you know, pen some sentences together and make some sense out of it. But I surprised myself. It's like being, you know, your back is to the wall, so what are you going to do? Are you going to fade into the wall or are you going to fight back? I, I guess I fought back by starting the foundation and then writing. Um, I will say this. The last chapter in the book is called The Final Page in the Photo Album. Um, that took about three months to write because I couldn't see the keyboard through the tears. That's true. Um, you know, as much fun as we had during cancer, unfortunately, it had to be told also about the serious side of it. And those chapters were, were a little difficult to, to get through. Mm. Uh, that's the crying. But um, 
for the most part, though, the, the, the book is an uplifting, again, I can't say this about my own book. I'm telling you what people tell me. Um, you know, they've told me that it's an uplifting, inspiring book, humorous book. Uh, it'll make your belly laugh. It'll make you cry. But it, tell, it, it shows the saga of, you know, from when we first met each other to going through, you know, our, our young lives together, having our children, and then the cancer struck and the, and the battles that we had with the cancer and the eventual uh, demise uh, that, that, that Sue met. But um, it, it, it was an am amazing venture on my part because it wasn't even intended to be a book initially. It was, it was a journal. There were four people who gave me journals during Sue's wake. And they said, Joe, start writing. It's good for you. And I, and I politely took the journals and I put them in the back somewhere because that was the last thing in the world I was even thinking about at that point. I just lost my love of my life for, for 29 years. Anyway, about a year after Sue died, I, the foundation was already six months into its existence. I went into Command Central. That's what I call my computer room at home. <laughs> and I simply wrote down the words, the beginning. And I'm telling you, Alex, it, it flowed like lava out of uh, Mount mm. Etna. Um, <laughs> the words were just, it was, a, it was so cathartic to write. And it wasn't intended to be a book initially. It was going to be something that I was going to write for me to help me get through uh, the, the, the tough times I was going through. And here's the, here's the weird story. I, I, I went, I, I took this, this quote um, manuscript, if you want to call it that, to Sue's breast surgeon. Now, she hadn't seen me in, what, uh, the 13 years, 14 years, whatever it was. After doing eight hours of breast surgeries, she called me into her office, and we sat down. She behind her desk, me in front of her desk. Now, I should preface this. She is very, very competent, but also very staid. You know, not too much emotion showing there. Uh, I guess when you deal with breast surgeries, you know, at, at Winthrop Hospital for eight hours, you, you know, you kind of become that way. Um, she got to a part that obviously she read it because she had underlined certain things that, that, that I had given her to read. And she started crying. And I said to myself right then and there, wow, if I can affect her that way, maybe I can affect other people. And then suddenly it was no longer a journal for me. It was a book for everyone to read. And that's how it became a book. Um, and then I just, I, just, I just went into Command Central and started writing and, and you know, things flowed and it, and it came out. You know, it was amazing. I, mm. I, again, I, I'm writing a second book. I don't even know if you know that. I do not know that. And I'll tell you one other thing about this first book, though, is the love, the, the heart you pour out. It, it sounds like you would recommend it for a Christmas Hanukkah holiday gift because, you know, it's it might actually uplift people. Would you say that uh, this holiday season? Well, it, you know, it's hard for me to 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 uh, praise my own my own work, but uh, yeah, I mean, only from what other people have told me. Yes, it, it, it's it's uplifting. It's inspirational. Um, it it shows the love between two people and how they battled against this dreaded disease. You know, it, the the turnout was not the way we wanted it, but boy, did we have fun going through. You know, and and um, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it would, it would not, not only that, it's also every book that gets sold is helping another child because 100% of mm. that money goes right to the right to scholarships. So, you know, so yeah, I mean, 
even if even if they don't like to read, if they want to just pick one up just for the sake of, of helping kids, that that would be great too. And they and they can do that at at the website, which is www.susanbatrianofoundation.com. So yeah, um, I, I I did want to just quickly mention, if I could, uh, I'm writing a second book uh, because I didn't learn from the first one. <laughs> no, no, actually. The, the first one will take you to Sue's last breath, like I mentioned. Uh, the next one is going to take you from that moment on. And you may enjoy the title, Alex. I'm, I'll, I'll throw it at you here. You ready? Tell me. Okay. Because we were both high school math teachers, and it's from that moment on, the title is Aftermath. Oh, that's a, that's a money, you know, that's a bingo right there. Money shot, whatever you want to call it. That is, <laughs> that is great. And um, and I'm sure that it's going to include stories of the kids that you'd met after her passing that led you to create the foundation. I, w- I would think. Absolutely, it, it, oh. it's gonna it, it's gonna start off, you know, where my kids Matthew, Justin, and I are, cl- are literally clawing our way out of this abyss because we had just lost. They lost their mother. I lost my my wife. Um, you know, we were down and out. But yet, it shows the steps that we took, and I, and certainly, I, I don't I don't expect people to emulate the way I did it or my kids did it, but it worked for us. It shows what we did to help us get out of this hole that we were in, that we thought we would never be able to climb out of, and to where we are today, which is vibrant. Uh, my my son Matt and, and his wife uh, YY are, are expecting a baby uh, actually tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, life goes on. You know, you, the beauty is that you, they could take bodies away from us, but they can't take memories away. And mm-hmm. the fact is, is that she will always be with us. She'll be there tomorrow mm-hmm. at, at the birth of the baby. Um, is this his first? Know, but um, I'm sorry. Is this going to be his first boy, first first birth, baby, or? Yes, it'll be my first grandchild, and and, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm like over the moon, you know. I'm so excited. Um, Congratulations you know, on so, that, Joe. Thank oh. you, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, is it, the legacy continues, right? It's 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 just a great thing. Well, that's and, the thing, and and, and, and and to those who you know, we lost many people during COVID this year, and I feel like you could maybe send a message to those people that have lost and say, hey you have to pick up where your loved one left off, so to speak, and carry their legacy and, and live on. Uh, because I think in the end of the day, that is what our loved ones would want us to do, is to live on. We just take it another step further and live on in their memory. Exactly. It's true. And, and, and that's the thing that they, you know, in your, in your mind's eye, that, that, that loved one will always be there with you, always. Um, you know, uh, physically, no. In in memory, yes, and 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 that can carry people. And the truth, you're absolutely right. What you said, you know, um, lo- loved ones who pass do not want you to be miserable the rest of your lives. You know, so the idea is, yes, you take the time to grieve. You need that, okay? Yeah. Um, and and nobody can tell you how long that period is. You know, I, I hate people who who step up to some people and say, God, it's been a year. You should get over it already. That means that person has never walked in that other person's shoes. You know, whatever the, for me, it was six months. Uh, others may take longer, but whatever that time is, use it and, and use it wisely, whether it means get a, seek professional help with a counselor or, or, you know, whatever you need, 
you do it. But eventually, you know when you're going to turn that corner. I know when I turned that corner, when I, when I started the foundation. That truly helped me to deal with, with, with her loss. Now, I'm not saying everyone should start a foundation, but um, there are other ways to, to get, get through tough times, uh, whether it be through friends, family, religion, um, you know, what, whatever helps you use it. It's out there. The help is there. So, and and, and when, when not just like pieces of driftwood that don't hit each other, you know, floating down a stream, we bump into each other. We need each other. And, and it's important to lean on people when you feel that, that you need to do that. Absolutely. And they're out there for you. You know, and I, I you just made me uh, think back to what I said last night about actually Pearl Harbor and how, you know, Pearl Harbor was a textbook thing we learned about and how, but that was a real thing. And I guess my point is that, yes, there are real families that are going through this and to understand that, to know that it's not just something you see on TV or reading a book, but a reality might actually inspire people to keep moving forward. That it's not just in a book that actually happened, you know? Yes. Yes. I, I, I hope that's the case because I, I think about, you know, just uh, again, personally, if I was still under these covers after 15 years or 16, 15 years, I mean, I think of 1900 kids that would, would have never been right. influenced. You know, well, so we we do touch every everyone we meet. We touch their lives, and and you know, and mostly for the good. But if you don't give yourself that opportunity, you're you're wasting a life, your own life, and 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 there's so much to live for. I know tough times now with COVID and stuff, but I'm the ultimate optimist. I hope in 2020, 2021, you know, the vaccine will be there, and everyone will, you know start to be able to kind of quote live a little bit again um mm. you know but 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 caution is important but uh but there's plenty to live for absolutely and Joe, it's I the wanna, most precious thing we own yeah and by the way i want to just tell people where you can be found at joe at susan satriano foundation.com can i give you your number out as well uh if they want to call you sure please 516-603-5520 um, he is readily available to answer your call. And, you know, even if there may not be um, a scholarship you're looking for, I think Joe can be your guiding light. He seems to certainly be shining his beloved Susan's light uh, years later. And I applaud you for that every, you know, every day you do that, Joe. So continue to help spread her light and Thank continue you. to help people. That is amazing what you're doing, uh, especially in the holidays. So, Joe, please come back. I would love to have you back um, for an update on what's going on in your journey. I so appreciate it. How about, how about when the second book is out? How's that? Absolutely. And I'll keep posted for when that is. And I will definitely have you back. So Joe at Susan Satriano foundation.com. You can also find out more at Susan Satriano foundation.com. And uh, thanks for listening to this. Thanks for coming on Joe. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Alex. You're the best for, for having me talk, about, allowing me to talk about my passion. Thank you so much. And, and have a wonderful holiday, Kate, uh, holiday for your listeners and yourself. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to you and, and all of our listeners out there. Thank you for joining us once again on Alex Garrett Podcasting. We'll talk to you soon.